You're listening to the Getting Swamped Podcast. Your number one podcast for Florida Gator football. Scared money don't make money. All right, folks, today on Getting Swamped, I have a familiar face on here from Lakeland High School and soon to be a sack machine here at the University of Florida, number 99, Lloyd Summerall. Lloyd, how you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. You're pretty good. Pretty how, good right now. How's spring, how's spring going? Spring, bro. Uh, spring's been, it's been, it's been fun, you know, uh, just getting to learn the new coaching staff, the new scheme we're running. Uh yeah. Yeah. Everything's good. Yeah. It's good to hear, man. Um, first of all, coming from Lakeland, you know, what's it like playing with your teammates still on the team? You know, Zipper, Bowman, Graham. What's it like playing with those guys? Uh, I think it's I think it's actually pretty cool, you know, actually getting to see them uh get up and grow from from the high school players that they were to now seeing them here and we all doing the same thing on the on, on the same field together. So I think that's the most interesting part to me. Uh, do you still talk to uh, some of the other Lakeland guys, like Diave Hammond, all of them? Oh, yeah. We talk here and there, you know, when we can. Yeah. I, I heard that uh, Demarcus Bowman was one of the fastest guys on the field. Am I, am I wrong, or is there somebody else? Yeah, it's Bowman for sure right now. Like, <laughs> without a question, like, it's, it's Bowman. He plays <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the consensus across the board. Uh, I've hosted a couple of Gator collective spaces with uh, Chris Giannis, and um, we always ask him that. Who's the fastest guy on the team? And the consensus across the board, for the most part, was DeMarcus Bowman. And then a couple of people said uh, Justin... Shorter. Justin Shorter, yeah. Justin Shorter yeah. was one of the other fastest guys out there. Um, you were recruited by the last staff, formed relationships with them. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out for them at Florida. And uh, in comes Billy Napier. Uh, take me back to how you dealt with that transition at first, because uh, you were in the portal for about maybe a month or so. You came back out of the portal, right. uh, decided to stay at Florida. Take me back to, first of all, what made you decide to stay, and what was it like meeting Billy Napier for the first time? Uh, well, first, I, I honestly didn't think my uh, leaving situation all the way through yet. Like It was like I... I had known, like, okay, like, I could go somewhere else or whatever the case may be. But it was like, uh, when we got that new coaching change and they came in here, like, it was already, it was just kind of talking to me about how it's going to run things. And, you know, I started to see a little glimpse of it, like, being here, uh, like, still in the portal, but, like, just being here around it. So it was like, I don't know. I guess that convinced me. And, uh, you know, I'm seeing how spring and stuff go, and I, I kind of like the system. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, Billy Napier. Uh, we don't get to – we just get to hear from Billy Napier in press conferences. He he seems like a well-rounded, very honest, very detailed, uh, just very – I mean, I would say laid back, but probably not when it gets to the practice field or yeah. anything like that. But really, yeah. really trustworthy laid back. Is that is that about right? Yeah, I, w- I would say that's him for sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely, man. And, and but he demand, he dem- he demands he demands the best out of everyone. So you know, that's good to hear, man. You always want you always want to play your best, anyway. Um, right. You know, and, and a few guys that you know came over from Louisiana Lafayette. You know, Osiris Torrance, Montrell Johnson, Cameron Waits. I, I'm sure some of you talked to those guys that came in from being coached 
by Billy Napier. Um, what did they have to say to you guys when they came in and uh, you finally met them? Oh, I mean, they. I kind of feel like they gave us a little insight of how things were the like program before. You know, just letting us know how they were, and you know it. It, it, and it honestly matched them when they came. They were, they were the same people. So, uh, yeah, they were just letting us know their experiences and everything. We just kind of paid attention to that and, you know, things like that. Yeah, and, uh, Cameron Waits, um, is he as big as his photos show? Cameron Waits is massive. He, uh, <laughs> kid has crazy potential. Uh I'm excited to watch him. You know, uh, it's, it's it's been an honor I actually go against him, you know, get better with him. You know, being he's younger than me too, and he has just so much ability. Like still, he ain't tapped in. We I haven't tapped in, so it's just good to grow and and, and, and go against him every day. You know, but yeah, he's he's gonna be a he's gonna be a he's gonna be a player for sure. Is that the guy you're usually matched up against? Usually in practice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. me and him go go against each other a lot. Frankly, that's some good practice right there. <laughs> <laughs> who, right. Who usually nah, gets the better nah. of each other? Uh, I would I would say we kind of go at it hand in hand, you know. It's it's different being going against someone with that side, you know, you don't find too many right sticks eight. Uh, you know, I mean we had stone foresight, kind of similar, but I feel like he's a little bigger, you know, like as far as like wait, he's a lot more heavier than Stone was. Yeah. That's what yeah. I can say. But uh yeah. Yeah. Go hand in. Yeah, he's like six seven, three hundred fifty, three thirty. Am I right in that category? It's like three something, three thirty. It's it's up there. I don't know the exact. I don't want to tell you a number. Like I don't I don't know, <laughs> but it's 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 somewhere up there. He's he's massive. <laughs> Absolutely, he looks massive on the photos. He's probably about twenty of me. So <laughs> right. <laughs> um, how's the bond between uh, some of your other position group coaches? Uh, you know, Patrick Tony over there on the defense, and you know some of the other guys. What's your relationship like with them? Bond is pretty good. You know, I honestly feel like I've connected with a lot of our new coaches. Um, just gotten to know him. Coach PT. He's a, a good DC. You know, he seems like he's the, like demanding of what he wants but he, he he's a, a coach like he's a player players club coach is what I'm trying to say he's a players coach he just uh there for you you know he lets you know how he feels and, and uh, I can I can rock with that I like that yeah you always want like open honesty the more honest you are as a coach and I think the more open you are with the players as a coach the more the the players are probably going to respect you and want to do obviously yeah that's how I feel like I don't know I honestly want you to just tell me what I don't want to hear because I need to hear you know basically like I'm, I'm that type of dude and you know this staff doing a better job of that and I and I like that you know I don't know yet but so far so good yeah, and sometimes when you think about it, constructive criticism, if they do give you constructive criticism, at least it helps you in your game. You know, you know what you're doing wrong, so you know what to improve on. And I, I think that really does right. help when, um, you know, especially me, my, my wife gives me criticism all the time, so it helps right. me out. That's it trains me not to. You need it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You really need it. Um, Brenton Cox, he's, uh, obviously a huge contributor to the team, big time playmaker at your position. Um, how much do you rely on Cox's experience to help you out in your game? Uh, hey, that's my boy, man. Uh, 
I, I rely on him. I rely on him a lot, honestly. Just being it because he's 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 older, you know. So some things I may not know. He probably have done at Georgia or something. He bring it back to me. He give me good knowledge that I should take for. And you know, uh, he just showed me just a different. He, he's a different player, you know. All I feel like everybody in my room is just different in a way. Nobody really is the same. And, uh, yeah, he's unique, so I just take what I learned from him and try to apply it on the field as well. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy he decided to come back and, and, and play another year, <laughs> by the way. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate yeah. that. You're welcome, man. Um, uh, Got to ask you, though, spring practice, uh, how's it been so far? Uh, what are the differences in practice setup maybe from what you were used to with the last staff? Uh, practice is a lot more like – I feel like we do a lot and like fast pace though it's just it's a lot of moving around it's it's a lot of it's certain like we just not i don't know i feel like they move at a different pace for sure uh you know everything is like you're always doing something you're always doing something like i don't i don't think it's ever time it's like one period you just probably just observing but most of the time you're moving and i feel like that keeps everyone going that and that also enhances your uh, motor just a different way, you know, keep you going too. So I like it, honestly. Yeah. If, if the thing is about getting burned out like that too, the more and more reps you do, you know, you get used to that and you don't get burned out as much and then you can actually last longer, especially in them close games, man, you get down to the fourth quarter, the game could be decided by a field goal or maybe at a point or two and who tires out the most, Uh, who's going to tire out. And, you know, some of those defensive guys, they, they, they get tired and all that. So it's really good to, you know, be able to build that cardio up. I'm glad they have you guys moving like that in practice. <laughs> yeah, man. I feel like it's going to be really good for us, man. We just we want to outwork the other team, and I feel like this this is a way, and I love it so far. Yeah, and speaking of that, uh, on the Gator Collective space, uh, we talked to I, – I asked a question across the board, but Kamar Wilcoxon actually replied and um, was saying everybody was getting equal reps in practice now. Uh, would you say that's probably pretty much fair across the board? I would, I would pretty much say that, you know, uh, being that they have, we work on two fields now. Like I said, people were just standing around sometimes. Like, it's none of that. Like, they're going to have the other field being used too. So, you know, it, it's just everyone getting solid work and everyone getting equal out, equal amount of work reps. Would you say maybe last year, maybe with the last staff, maybe it was more not, not as shared as it is now? Yeah, I would, I would, I would say that, you know. Or who the guys who they like really wanted to show something, I guess, didn't want the guys basically being used during practice, you know, during some of the I remember one time it was just ones and twos ago. Like they don't get the threes or the you know, they don't get threes, no chance. So it's like you don't have no chance to I don't know, you don't have no chance to really show. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So would you say, you know, and I'm not trying to knock the last staff. I know you guys had a relationship with them. I'm just trying to learn how different the, the, the practices are here. Would you say with the last staff, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, was it more of seniority-based getting reps? Were, you know, were you getting enough reps with the last staff? Uh, I mean, I feel like, honestly, East, they, I, don't, I, I would say – yeah, it was kind of like seniority. Like, I don't know. Dudes would get their reps, and it will just be uh, that, you know. So we, we dealt with it. You know, they're gone now, so I don't know. 
It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Got to put, put it behind you and move forward, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I can only live right now with this new staff. They've been good with the reps and how we're doing everything. So, so far, so good. I hear you, man. I hear you. I like to hear it. <laughs> I like to hear it. Right. Appreciate uh, that. Who have you uh, been mainly taking the reps with? The ones and twos? Or, or do you even, are they just rotating random people out left and right? They rotate them, but I'm, I'm mostly with the twos, threes, ones sometimes. Like, it's like a, like you, it's, it's different how they do it, but they, like they, they want you to see, they want you to see, they want to see you against different groups, I guess. So, I mean, that's how they do it. Okay, so they got variety then, right? You're, you're up right, against somebody right. different. Awesome, awesome. I'm glad I can hear that too. Uh, have you noticed um, a change in attitude as far as leadership goes in the locker room? Are more guys starting to, you know, take initiative and push everyone else on and off the field? Yeah, I feel like uh, everyone just accepted a change and with that came with different you know, attitudes from everyone. I mean, if we're going to change the staff, why not change how everything was in the locker room? So, yeah, I feel like the team is moving accordingly. Yeah, that's good. Um, I Usually, you know, uh, I don't know. I guess from an outsider looking in, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there was leaders on the team last year and the year before and all right. that, but it, it – it, it looks like now with the new staff that they're really taking a leadership approach. Uh, if you listen to Billy Napier in his press conferences, and, you know, he's very honest, open, talks about leadership a lot. And, um, you know, it, it's good to hear that, you know, it, they're trying to teach it across the board instead of just to one person to be that senior leader. You can make everybody leaders, then right. everybody else can can help each other out. So that's it's really cool to hear there. Um this is a random question that I got to ask you, man. Uh, and and uh, I got to ask you, they're very, very high energy on, on social media, and I'm sure they are in person. Katie Turner, Bree Wade, what's it like being around those two? Uh, I mean, they're they, they, they cool people. You know, I, um, I see them around. We talk here and there, but I, don't, I haven't really got the chance to really just talk to them for real. But their energy is, is great. You know, it's good energy to have around, just be around people. So, yeah, it's over the top. Yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, they seem like it, man. I, I remember on Twitter, and I've, I've messaged this on a po- couple podcasts ago that I saw Katie Turner at, like, almost 10 o'clock at night talking about getting her second coffee, <laughs> caffeine, and she was up, and I'm like, man, 10 o'clock, yeah. I'm in bed. <laughs> no, for, for real. <laughs> Got a question about here about Mark Hockey and his press conference the other day. He talked about attention to detail, structure, practice. Uh, and he, he had a good quote from Michael Jordan. I, I said it on the last podcast. I want to practice so hard that the game is easy. So first off, you know, how has some of the preparation of practice changed? And, and if anything, what's changed in the weight room with the new staff? Uh, wait, could you repeat that for me again? Sorry. Uh, I was just saying, uh, what has basically changed in uh, the preparation of practice and what's changed in the weight room um, as far as lifts go and everything else? Uh, I feel like they also are, like, at a fast pace. Like, before practice, like, our flex routine, it's like you, you just move. You, you go, like, if you would see it, like, you run, run through the lines and, I don't know, you just keep going, you're doing something. So, I feel like they, they work out routines pretty fast pace, but it's um, structured, and uh, they got a nice plan. I feel like we got into it, but not as much as – because, you know, we only seen spring 
spring period of the of their like workout routine. So I don't right. know how the summer routine or lift will be. I wouldn't know. So I see both, but so far so good. Asked a few players about uh, phase two before we entered, obviously entered phase three. Can you explain or just kind of go through what phase two was like? Man. <laughs> <laughs> Sound tough phase already. Two. Phase two. Phase two was crazy. It was, it was, it was new. You know, it, it was something you definitely had to tap into a different kind of like approach, different kind of mindset. You know, I feel like uh, you, 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 you were, everyone was challenged, you know, to just exceed to a next level. Like, you was challenged. You had to. Like, so I feel like they got it. They got it out of us and that identity. So, so you, you, you finish level one, then you go to level two, and you think you're double level two, then level three, four, five. It just keeps yeah. going, correct? <laughs> it just, it just, it just keep, it just keep going, you know, and, it's all to get us ready, you know, to do what we know we can do as a team, as a unit, you know. That's good. It seems like they push you all to the limit mentally and physically. Yeah, I mean. I mean, that's how you get better, to. though. That's how you get better. Right, so, yeah. right. So, let me ask you this. Take me back. 2020 Oklahoma game. What was it like getting your first collegiate sack? Oh, I mean, it was, it was, it was. It was crazy because at first I didn't know I had a sack. Like I didn't know. Yeah. I'm just out there running. Like the, the court. Like I knew he. I knew I had outside contain. So it was like I didn't want to let him get away. I didn't care what it took. Like he, I had outside contain. I know I had the quarterback. Um, it was crazy. It was crazy when I found out. I came back to the sideline and they was like, "Well, you know that was a sack, right?" And I was like, "Nah, I ain't know that." And uh, yeah, I was just thinking about it. I was. I feel like I just. But it's like you can't really think too much about it in the moment because you're in the game. It's like, yeah. okay, boo, like I got to say, let's move on. I want another one. Although it wasn't a fun game for Florida Gator fans to watch, it was a fun moment to see that you finally got your first sack. I remember sitting right next to my friend Jim, who actually is an alumni of Florida, and I said, Summerall just got his first sack. <laughs> oh, man, that means a lot. Man. I appreciate that. Man. <laughs> Because I, I, I didn't really get to see you on the field that much last year. When I saw yeah, it, I was like, finally, he got a sack. He got his first sack. I just, yeah, I, I know people be, be forgetting or they forgot about me a little bit. You know, I'm just here to – I'm just here so they can remember my name now. Like, I'm trying to trying to create different styles of life. So, yeah, I'm ready. Absolutely, man. I, I hear that. Right. Um, you know, every college football player, their dreams to go to the NFL. So – if the NFL, say you were in the NFL and maybe you retired, or if the NFL didn't work out, where do you see yourself after college? Uh, I mean, honestly, I want to start doing real estate, and I want to start, like, kind of now. Like, I want to kind of, like, go into detail about little, the little things around that. Yeah. Um, hopefully just be an entrepreneur, you know, uh, help my family business, you know, have more businesses around the neighborhood and, you know, just keep it going, provide for the community. I just want to give back. You know, I feel like that's my goal in life. You know, I watched a lot of kids I knew could have, I want to set them up. Maybe they don't have nowhere to, I got a job right here for you. You know, I got something for you. Like, I, this is a lot of things I want to do, you know, and yeah, is that, that, was that was a, that was a, is that, is that part of like your major that you're studying for right now? I'm actually doing education sciences right now, but I'm planning on switching it. Okay. I was going to do some. 
Yeah, I, I was going to do some like business or something, like, but I don't know. <laughs> All right, man. I'm going to ask you a couple random ones here before we get you off here. You got the menu in front of you. What's Lloyd Summerall eating at catering? I feel like I'm I'm a I'm a wing guy for some like some reason. I, I want I want the ten traditional uh, lemon pepper mm-hmm. and some like spicy honey hot. Something like that, you know. I like wings and chicken and stuff like that. So yeah. What about a uh, spicy sweet ghost pepper? Would you eat those? You like them that sound hot? hot. That's that sound hot. Yeah, that sound <laughs> too hot. I like them just right. Like I don't think I'm a, like too. I don't think I'm more on the hot side, but like a little little mild, a little spicy. You know, yeah. just a little bit. I hear you. I, I can't handle that anymore. I used to be able to, but I can't do it anymore. Yeah, man. <laughs> too rough on the stomach, too. <laughs> right. Um, what does Lloyd Summerall do in his off time, man? What do you do outside of school, football? Uh, well, first, family. You know, I put family. I try to, you know, get with them when I can. Uh, work out when I can. Uh, probably get some extra film, man. I love watching my my team and myself, you know, on film. Like if I, if I'm in my downtime, I go just watch plays and stuff. Uh, I like to travel, you know, when I can go somewhere else, just to escape, free my mind sometimes. Uh, more like tropical places, I would say. But like, yeah, that's about it. I don't think I'm too much. I'm a loner, you know. I I like being by myself most of the time. I've, I was the only boy, so I had to venture off. I had like five. I stayed in the house with like five sisters, so oh wow! I had to venture off and just do my own thing. So yeah, I can imagine outside guy for sure. All them girls around, I could imagine. <laughs> right, right. I was gonna ask you if you come down to Atlanta every every now and then, but uh, you like you said you like tropical places, and that's far from tropical. <laughs> yeah, and I actually haven't like been to it. I mean, I went, we went for the SC championship. I remember that, but like I've, I haven't really been in Atlanta and just like stayed there or something like just visit there or anything. I never did that. Yeah, that's around where I live. I live in Woodstocks. So it's about like twenty miles away from Atlanta. So I was down there for the SEC championship. Um, finally, last question, man. New facilities finally open up. What's the first thing Lloyd Semerall is doing when they open up? Well, first I'm gonna go see where my locker at. <laughs> see which locker is mine. You know, I'm gonna go do that, and then I might just go check the training room out because it'd be nice to have an updated training room. You know, the ones you see all over the country. Uh, you know, nice treatment on your body. Uh, what kind of pools we got and hot tubs or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting. I, I can't wait. Meeting rooms. I'm I'm just ready to see it all. I heard they got a studio in there, man. Are you going to be the, is, you know? Yeah, I, I, for, I, is, is I there, actually forgot. I forgot about that. Yeah, I I might be in there. I, I can't lie. I, I've had my little own dreams of, you know, expanding my rap career. Yeah. So I might I might just go check it out one day. Might have to take some tips from Darius Tony, man. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure man well it was fun having you on here man uh get to have the fans know you a little bit more you know get a little bit of insight on the practice what made you stay at the university of florida i'm glad you stayed by the way and you. um you know hopefully we'll in the future we'll get to see you be the sack leader here at the university of florida how about that <laughs> 
All right, very soon, man. Hey, I appreciate you even inviting me to be on your show. Thanks. Yes, yes thank you, man. You got anything else to say for anybody before you? Uh, Gator Nation, let's go. Let's ride. That's let's right. do it. Let's ride. All right, Lloyd, thank you for joining me on Getting Swap, man. Appreciate you, man. Your pleasure. All right, Lloyd Summerall, fantastic interview here, man. Found out a lot, man. Found out a lot. Can can you say that three more times? Just so much we just found out. Great kid, and it has to be tough going through, you know, a coaching change, just the uncertainty and having that bond with the last staff to have someone else come in here and having to learn, you know, learn who they are, earn their trust, just like Billy Napier stated in his opening press conference. But, uh, you can tell Napier really built that bond, that trust, enough to make Simmerall take his name out of the portal and stick with it here at the University of Florida. Of course, that bond still, you know, having to be built. It, it's only March, but I think Napier has had a strong impression on a bunch of these kids, showing he cares. No more parking tickets. And as Summerall said, everyone getting reps now. No seniority. <laughs> Better catering, as you've heard from some of the players in the Twitter spaces. Just all sorts of night and day things from what I'm guessing he's used to, and I'm glad that he gave the new staff a second chance and he decided to stay at the University of Florida. I've, you know, I've always believed in Summerall and, and and always thought he could be an elite edge rusher just in the short amount of times I've gotten to see him play. So it's so just really good stuff here, man. Really good insight. Fantastic kid, man. I, I hope the best for him in the future. I really do. All right, man. Billy Napier, Corey Raymond, Jason Marshall, and a few other players took to the media Tuesday, and we will break it down here coming up on the second part of Getting Swamped. Need a sign for your company, your man cave, your live stream or podcast? Give my guy Brandon White a shout out at White & Sons Wood Carving. He has the best handcrafted signs nationally, all custom fit for your needs. With state-of-the-art paint and epoxy, you can have that glow of your sign too with some custom LEDs as a package as well. Give him a shout out on Twitter at WS Wood Carving. You can also follow him on Twitch and check out his Facebook page at White & Sons Wood Carving. Top of the line signs made from scratch. College programs must be competitive in name, image, and likeness. It impacts current athletes and affects the decisions of recruits. And Gator fans can put Florida at the forefront of NIL. The Gator Collective is leading the charge, uniting fans and student-athletes like never before. Commit for exclusive content, interactions, and events which bring you closer than ever to your favorite players. Also, by joining the Gator Collective, you're empowering these student-athletes to build relationships and develop skills that go far beyond just making money. You're providing an avenue for these Gators to excel in life. NIL will change the landscape of college sports if we can't be left behind. Gator Nation, do your part by joining the Gator Collective today at www.thegatorcollective.com. You're listening to the Getting Swamped Podcast with your host, David Soderquist. Your number one source for all things college football and Florida Gators. Right, number four, right? Number four. So, you know, I think the big thing I, I want our players to comprehend is kind of got to take these limits off of what we can accomplish here. Um, you know, I think each individual player has an opportunity every day, right? And uh, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the past, regardless of what hasn't happened before, um, you know, really got a choice to make, okay? You can complain and remain the same. Uh, or you can wake up every day and make a decision and you can commit and work towards the possibilities, right? I think we got to leave the excuses behind here. 
And I really believe with our players right now, it's all about changing their thinking. Uh, and if they can do that, they can change their lives. Billy, you're talking about the changing attitudes. Are you finding much resistance or pockets of resistance for that? Uh, to be honest with you, we have had zero resistance. Um, you know, and uh, I think that's probably the biggest compliment I can give the players is they've completely embraced every change. Um, you know, and I think it goes back to um, I think the the people within the organization have done a good job of establishing trust. Uh, there's been really good communication. I think we've explained why we do what we do and how we do it. Um, and overall, we've hired really good people, right, and uh, people that are experts at what they do. And I think immediately when the players sense that they care for them and they can help them, uh, I think that's the reason we haven't had much resistance at all. So it's probably the best thing that about where we're at right now is the reception from the players. You know, at, at first when I heard this, I thought there was some issues in practice of people complaining or something like that. But, uh, you know, because he talks about take the limits off. They have a choice to make. Complain or remain the same. Wake up every day and make a decision and commit. Leave the excuses behind. Change their thinking. But but then he goes on to say that he had zero resistance. Uh, they embraced every change. Talks about the trust that's been established. So looks like everything is starting to come together here in practice. Billy Napier was also asked about the physicality in practice. Yeah, I think that um, there's no lack of effort. Uh, there's no lack of uh, there's no fear when it comes to that, in my opinion. Um, it's one thing to be physical. It's another to be fundamentally sound, if that makes sense, right? So I think right now we have effort, we have physicality, but it's how we do it, right? I think ultimately um, there is some conceptual and strategy part of this game, but you have to do the very simple things really well. You've got to block and tackle. You've got to throw and catch. You've got to cover kicks. Uh, you, you know, I think the basics do the simple things really well, right? I think that's how we've played really good football in the past. We got a ways to go uh, with this team to get there. So Billy Napier alludes to no lack of effort in practice, no fear, but he says that there's one thing, you know, to be physical, but it's another thing to be fundamentally sound. It's all about how you do it. Do the simple things well. Block and tackle. Throw and catch, cover kicks. How many missed tackles did we see last year? I mean, could we see the false starts, missed tackles, busted plays? It seems like every time a team ran a counterplay as well, we we really didn't even have an answer. So I'm not even going to get into that. But it's good to see that Napier and staff they're they're putting an emphasis on the little things because we all know, especially in life and anything, little things amount up to big and sometimes expensive prices in life, whether it's your own wallet or the expense of your own football team. So, you know, really good teachable lessons here being discussed here by Billy Napier. And he talks about a player that we've been clamoring for ever since he got to the University of Florida from Lakeland, Finley Graham. What have you seen from Finley Graham so far, receiver, and kind of what went into that move there? Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, that room in general, we needed another player, right? We were a little short. Uh, Finley's played there in the past. Um, you know, Finley's very much a developmental player, you know, and I think consistency is probably one of the qualities that best describes a player that I have respect for. And I think Finley, like a lot of our players on our team, they need to be more consistent, right, as people and as football players. 
know, Billy Napier talks about being short at wide receiver, Fenley Graham being a developmental player, consistency. needs to be more consistent, and the football team as a whole, as people, need to be more consistent as football players and as people. And, and you're going to get that with a young kid in from, you know, the 2020 class who hasn't had that much time on the field. But, you know, good to see he's actually taking snaps at wide receiver, a room where we knew going into the season was going to be a bit short on town, especially with Copeland going into the portal as well. So you folks who've been clamoring for Finley Graham, especially me, you'll get to see him this year and possibly even on special teams returning kicks and such, unless Napier, you know, maybe something else up his sleeve for that position. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Billy Napier talks about the quarterback position here too. Jack Miller coming in, doing well. Ventral Miller coming back from injury, but he also gives his thoughts on a guy that we're fixing to hear from next. Yeah, I want to ask you, Corey Raymond, um, what's he like in action? I mean, you got to know him, and now you're coaching with him. And what's he like out there in the way he gets along with players and they seem to the guy? No, I think he's a professional. You know, I think the guy's. Uh, He's been, you know, he's been through some battles, right? I mean, he's played in the big games. He's coached in the big games. Uh, he's a guy that uh, there's a certain level of wisdom and experience, you know, when it comes to coaching players. When you've been through it before, you've seen a lot of players evolve throughout your career. So there's no panic there with C. Ray, right? He's kind of a smooth veteran that, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. And he's confident in his process, uh, and we, we, I certainly appreciate that. He's the assistant head coach for defense, and I think he brings uh, some presence over there. I know the players respect him because he's very good at what he's what he does. Right? He has a pedigree, he has a track record, uh, and it, you know, the more you get to know Corey, the more you know he cares about people. Um, he does a good job communicating with his guys, and he's a fantastic teacher. Right? Uh, it goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier, right? Fundamentals uh, are critical if you want to be successful as an individual player and as a team. And Corey is as good as they come when it comes to teaching the basic fundamentals of defensive backs. Yeah, he definitely is. All you have to do is look up Corey Raymond and see how many defensive backs he's put in the league, and you'll see why kids want to play for Corey Raymond. And speaking of Corey Raymond, he also took to the media this week. Well, you know, it's just getting those guys to understand, learning how to play the position more than anything. It's not about just going out there and play. It's about the position, learning the position, learning ins and out of the position in different types of coverages, different types of footwork, where my eyes go. So it's just developing that part of the guys. You know, it's going to take a little time to get used to me, who I am, because, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm hard to get get along with out there on the field because I, it's demanding it because you play a position that's easy place to line up, but it's a lot of little things you have to do to become really good at the position. And what about leadership from some of the senior guys in this team? How are they embracing you and your style as you guys kind of gel and understand each other? Yeah, the guys, you know, um, you know, they are coming up to me asking questions. I mean, they leaning on Coach Tony. I mean, they they they, they want to be better. They want they want to be better, and that's what they're doing. They, they're working. And speaking of one of those guys who's been here for a minute, Jason Marshall gives his thoughts here on Corey Raymond. What do you think about Corey Raymond? What's he bringing? Um, you know, you know, uh, with his experience, it's, it's, it's helping uh, everybody, you know, everybody in the corners room. 
and he he is very specific with the details, and that will help a lot of us, you know, not here but in the NFL and the next level too. So, well, what's maybe one thing you picked up from him quickly that, that's really improved your game? Um, I can say my technique. My technique has gotten way better. And what like can you describe? Because I'm not looking. Um, oh, you know, like my man, my man press. That that that's the main one that he's improved, and I can see improvement. What were you doing that wasn't effective? Um, it it wasn't a a big difference, but you know, he every coach has their different you know taste to it and just adapting to it. And he recruited you pretty hard in high school, he said. Yes. Was it hard yes. to turn him down? Or did you look at LSU hard, or was that too far away? Um, a little bit of both. You know, it was uh, a little too far. But then um, he, 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 you know, he did recruit me hard. So. What was it like when he got hired and just knowing you guys would be able to kind of reconnect here? Oh, it was a blessing, you know. I turned him down there, and then all of a sudden he's, he's here now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get away from him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Kind of a funny little exchange there. He, he said he's very specific with details. Technique has improved with Jason Marshall. He said he's gotten way better. Uh, when Edgar, I guess, asked him to explain, he said man press coverage. So, you know, Corey Raymond improving that man press coverage for Jason Marshall. And kind of a funny exchange here, man, talking about how it was hard to turn down Corey Raymond, but LSU was too far. But uh, Talks about it being a blessing, though. Just can't get away from Corey Raymond. So, actually, you know, if you think about it, as a corner, <laughs> even if you didn't want to go to LSU being from the state of Florida, now, you, you know, you get the best of both worlds. You get to have your cake and eat it, too, because Corey Raymond, one of the most elite guys in coaching DBs, is now at the University of Florida. So, <laughs> I would say it pretty much is a blessing there for Jason Marshall. Well, you talked about how, how quickly coaches kind of made impact on you in the small ways. How have you seen your group of DBs rally around Coach Raymond and say, hey, he's a new guy, but obviously his pedigree says he can turn us into some serious contenders? Um, that That is, that, that's, that's, you know, that's big. And you can see the energy from everybody, not just me, but everybody. We call all coming along, getting together, you know, taking the extra time out to study, go over film, practice, watching practice. Yeah. What's the biggest difference with this defense so far? I could say the energy of it. PT, you know, he brings the energy. So, you know, we got to match his energy. What's an example of what, something that Patrick tell me? Mm-hmm. What, what's an example of what he does? Um, I mean, I, I really can't, you know, get no exact example, but, you know, when he brings the energy. He just laughs. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> what do you like about his coverages and kind of his scheme defensively and what that does for you at corner? Um, it broadens out my game. Um, you know, we play a lot of press bell, um, off coverages. And last year, we mainly played man a lot. We didn't really, play, you know, play a, a lot of off like that. So I get to work on my off man technique, and, you know, that'll be able to help me in the next level. There you heard it. Guys rallying around Raymond and Patrick Tony. You know, Tony bringing the energy, maybe to maybe invigorate this defense as a whole. You know, he says the biggest difference was the energy that the coaching staff brought. But a huge, you know, huge thing here. Big difference in scheme. He said they play a lot of press bell, a lot of off coverages now. Different from the famous, uh, you know, you know, Todd Grantham. Well, I don't even want to get into how bad the, that defense and those schemes were. But uh says mainly they played man last year. So 
Huge difference here in defensive scheme. And speaking of defense, we're going to go into defensive line here with Gervon Dexter as he talks about some of the changes on the defensive line here as well. What's it like out there right now as far as energy and tempo and you guys kind of learning this coaching staff as they learn about you guys? Um, it's really been uh, big and good for us just because, like, uh, the way Coach Napier, he kind of came in and, and did the phases. So he didn't, like, the same, like I said, he, he didn't just give us, like, everything at once. He kind of, this is how it's going to be. And then the next phase, it got a little bit more. And then now we at spring. So now we know what to expect from him and his staff. So it wasn't like he just came in and just dumped everything on top of us. He kind of broke each thing down in phases. And that's what really been uh, good for us. Is there any major difference between last year's spring practice and this year's practice for you or just the team? Uh, yeah, for sure. It's been a, a, a big difference. And the main difference is just learning how to practice and, and practicing a lot smarter and, and knowing how to prepare for, for later on and, and technique things and just a lot of the little things. Like, he didn't come in and just start focusing on the big things. He came in and broke, like, the really the, the small things that – you may not know, uh, may lose your game, but uh, in the long run, it, may, it can lose your game. So he's focused on a lot of the little things, and that's what we, we started with. How's it been with uh, Coach Chaos? Oh, yeah, I love Coach Chaos. Uh, he's a great um, technique coach, and, and that's kind of where kind of what I, I was missing. Um, I was playing a lot of just physical football and just dominating the game just based off just me. And, and my uh, physical ability, but Coach Chaos, he came in and he he can um, breaking same thing like Coach Napier is doing, breaking the small things down and, and teaching me the, uh, the the small techniques that I may not know um, was a problem, but is a problem. So that's a big thing that Coach Napier, um, Coach Chaos is doing. Yeah, a lot of hands, a lot of small things, a lot of uh, technique things coming out of my hips and playing with my hands more. So yeah. You know, and, and when I think about it, it seems like it's the same consensus across the board for everyone. Very detailed. He talks about things being broken down in phases and things not just being thrown at them all at one time like it was there with the last half. You know, breaking down the small things, small things about technique. He also, you know, raves about Coach Chaos there. Said he was missing technique. Now, you know, was playing a lot more physical last year, minus the technique, obviously. And let me tell you this. Gervon Dexter was already really good just out physicaling everyone last year. Think about a more improved technique from Dexter. Could be very dangerous here, man, especially this year as he's poised to make an NFL push. What, what happened last year? Why did you think the season went the way it did? Um, it's like, again, I say, like, the small things, like, and, and that Coach Napier came in and he's fixing now. It's just very small things and um, discipline we got, like, uh, we wasn't working on a lot of it. We had uh, discipline issues and um, just a lot of little things. Like like uh, Coach Matt Rue, he just came in. He he gave us facts. We was like the, one of the last people um, ranked last and had the most penalties in, in the uh, in the country. So like little things. Like it wasn't no big issues. Like it wasn't one person that defined it. It wasn't it wasn't point. It's not. It's like no way I could point a finger at exactly what happened. It was like just little things that we all needed to fix. And then, uh, Naquan said he's very structured and he's strict, but he's also a player's coach. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, And that's one thing that uh, I can say Coach Napier also came in. He didn't force himself on anybody. He came in. He 
he he came in. Uh, his exact words was, "I challenge you to reach out to his players at uh, Louisiana, and, and you ask them." And and that's what I did. I, I reached out to a, a couple of players at Louisiana, and they all said the same thing. So it was like it wasn't one guy saying this and one guy saying I hate him. It was like all of them said the exact same thing, and and that's kind of what I'm getting now. He he has love for his players. Like even him coming in and fixing some of the issues that that we had um, in the uh, past, and just doing the things that really really wasn't a big issue, but he fixed them because he he cares. So I feel like he's a big player, coach. No, nah, we don't get those no more. We got a nice little spot to park. <laughs> You're hearing it once again, man. Napier fixing the small things. You ever heard that song by Blink-182? All the small things. Okay, I'm not going to start singing, but <laughs> you know what I'm talking about here. Uh, discipline issues last year. He talks about that. You know, Matt Rule gave them the stats about having the most penalties in the country. And trust me, I run stats a lot. He ain't lying about them penalties. I, I-, I can't even count how many false start penalties on my fingers, toes, whatever else I have available, it's probably still going to amount to, you know, maybe 100 million penalties. I don't even know. But I know we were ranked in the hundreds last year in penalties. So it was pretty bad. But, you know, he talks about Napier being structured as a player's coach, didn't force himself on anybody, challenged them, and also told them to talk to his former players at Lafayette. You know, talks about fixing parking and such. Says they, You know, they weren't big issues, but... He fixed the little things, and it goes a long way, especially with kids who can't afford to pay these parking tickets all the time. You know, So some really good stuff here from Gervon Dexter. And if you want to view all the press conferences as a whole, go to FloridaGators.com and go to Gator Vision for the full press conference segments and updates on even more press conferences happening in the future. And it looks like right now they've updated the site and just now with a Sean Spencer presser from today. So speaking of the devil, <laughs> Coach Chaos is on FloridaGators.com right now as of today. So... I'll have to check that one out here, but uh, that'll do it, man. That'll do it for this episode of Getting Swamped. And special shout-out there to Gator Collective, Eddie Rojas, Gator Jen, setting up this fantastic interview I had today with Lloyd Summerall. Fantastic kid. And as I said, future SAC leader here at the University of Florida. But that'll wrap it up for this episode of Getting Swamped, your latest in football, statistics, special guest, and social media. Thank you for listening to this episode of Getting Swamped.